0: Happy Monday morning, Cyclone Nation. It's Chris Williams and Brent Bloom here with the uh, annual, well, not annual, but weekly quarantine podcast. We're on a Monday morning for reasons we'll explain. I want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MECDINE, the MECDINE Corporation, enabling discovery. You can go to MECDINE.com, and I would encourage you guys, and I, I don't say this lightly, lightly, to go to the careers page, go click on job listings, and it doesn't matter what world you're in Mcdyne might have something for you i know the guys at Mcdyne well they're phenomenal people it's a phenomenal company they take care of their people it's a company that's growing by the day and they're always looking for great central iowans even iowa staters to apply for their jobs engineering i.t customer service marketing they do it all Mechdine.com. Check them out. They are based out of Marshalltown and they are the presenting sponsor of the Williams and Bloom Weekly Quarantine Podcast. I want to give a shout out to today's Cyclone Fanatic Super Patron of the Week. We couldn't be, we would not be here with all of our great patrons and premium members. And I hope you guys are getting a lot out of your memberships. Uh, I think that we're doing a pretty good job of, of serving you, uh, Jeff Motes is today's Cyclone Fanatic Super Patron of the Week. He grew up in southwest Iowa. God bless you. God's country. What What, what lo, locale? Uh, it doesn't say, but Jeff noted that you were either a Husker or a Hawkeye. Down there? Yep.
1: It's, it's changing, but it was yeah. definitely the case back then.
0: I mean, I remember, I would yeah, say you know. that 50% of the town was Husker probably 35 40 was Iowa and then you sprinkle in the, some farm you know background that was Iowa state
1: What is that now do you think Oh I mean it's hard it's, to break
0: change but it's probably 40% Nebraska and then I I think Iowa and Iowa State are sharing the market share so down still there Nebraska Yeah I mean there's a lot of deep rooted yeah, big red stuff it. down there But I don't know a lot of those front runners have shut up honestly and I'm not I'm not trying to be rude. What else it,
1: would they be talking about? Yeah.
0: Right a lot of them have really backed off uh, a little bit of Missouri. Yeah. Uh, just that's a Smith, a lot of Northwest Missouri state, you know, a lot of people will go there. They, in their huge D2 football, that's a big, you've been down there. Oh yeah. That's a really big deal in oh, that area oh, with oh, St. Joe. And, Mel Churchma. Yeah. God rest his soul. He's, uh, he, that's sad. Oh wait, wait, I don't know if he, <laughs> no, the other coach did. The guy who replaced him passed away suddenly. Yeah, yeah, yeah That, that right. was the... Gotcha. That was a really sad thing because yep. he was super young and that was a... Anyways, anyway, Um Jeff Motes is our Cyclone <laughs> Fanatic, um, super patron of the week. He he became a Cyclone back in 1976 when the Cyclones beat Nebraska. Wow. And then they did it again in Lincoln the next year. It is so funny. I a friend of mine asked me this weekend, how did you become a Florida State fan? And I said, it's quite simple. I remember it very distinctly, the 1994 Orange Bowl, when this team and there's this tomahawk chop and there's this iconic head coach and these awesome uniforms and they punked the Huskers. And I'm like, Nebraska can lose? <laughs> and I became a lifelong Florida State fan, swear to God. Uh, but as Jeff put it, <laughs> the Jeff's my kind of guy. Any team that could cause this much Husker mayhem and angst was good enough for me. That's how he became an I what a uh, unique yeah. story. He yeah. graduated from Iowa State in nineteen ninety-eight, became a season ticket holder in the McCartney era, and his oldest son uh, graduated from Iowa State in 2012. They still attend games together weekly. So Jeff Moats, thank you so much, sir. We appreciate you and uh your being a Cyclone Fanatic super patron. He's our super patron of the week. Love it. <sighs> um, we're okay, so we're we are recording Monday morning for a couple reasons. Mainly because we've had sick kids. I swear most people are going to think Williams wanted to watch the Braves last night. I wish that was it. Yeah, I honestly, like my whole plan was to do the podcast with the Braves game on just so we could get get it under, get it done. But Bloom and I have both had sick babies and it's been a, uh, to be frank, it's been a bitch of a four days (laughs) here at my house. I think that you're in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. Um, start of a new week though. No Rona. No Rona. Don't worry about that, everybody. But man, these kids, man, they got these viruses and.
1: Well, the problem is, and I, again, it is what it is. Um, but you can't take just kids anymore to the doctor without, if they're sick. Because you can't have the sick kids around the general population. Like all these urgent cares have sick hours now. And if you don't fit in the sick hours and you got to wait, it's just a. It's just a mess and I don't blame anybody for it but it just adds to the quarantine or the pandemic fun.
0: And it's difficult too cuz like w- we were the case where like I didn't think that my kid had covid. I'm, I in fact I'm 95% sure she had it when I had it. I, I but they wouldn't test her. They don't want right, to test, test kids. these kids but then we're also like wanting to be responsible and not you know Hey, you don't want grandparents to come down and care. for. Well, them. and should we send the other kid to school yeah. or should we, yeah, you yeah. know, but they declared, they, they said that it wasn't COVID. So whatever, but it's, it's, we live in complicated times. <laughs>
1: that we do. That we do. I'm glad, honestly, Iowa State had a bye week this It worked weekend. out very well. <laughs> so for, it would have been, we would have been up a creek, man.
0: Yeah, it would have been a bad, bad, our wives probably just would have, moved in with each other this weekend and <laughs> yeah. just let them go. Uh, but that, that's why. So thank you guys for your patience with that. And it really, we didn't really have anything to react to. So it worked out to do it here on a Monday. Uh, Bloomer, you know, I, I wanted to reflect on the McCartney podcast with you here for just a little bit, but I also, you know, I think it's uh, it's one of the bigger Iowa state game weeks in quite some time. Um, that's a fact. You know I was kind of racking my brain earlier like uh, as far as game weeks that might mean more you know in the past few years and there, there's certainly been some very big ones uh, even in the Rhodes years you know I remember they played Texas that one year when they were undefeated and they ended up losing but um, there there's been games like recently where it's like okay this is a big deal but I don't think that any that I can recall, had legitimate championship implications.
1: Yeah. I mean, the you're right. The one that would be in the conversation for me was two years ago. Iowa State goes down to Texas. Um, yes. You actually made that yeah. road trip. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, and Iowa State. Good point. They were, I was it was ranked. They weren't in the conversation to win it outright. I mean, Oklahoma had kind of put it away at that point, but... They could have snuck into that championship yep. game Great if point. they would have beat Texas, and obviously it didn't go very well down in Austin. Um, so that w- that's the one that comes to mind for me. I mean, there was a lot of buildup for that game. But still, uh, you know, the TCU game in 17 had some expectations going into it because TCU was a top-five team. Iowa State was ranked. However, in regards to just putting yourself in a driver's seat for the Big 12, uh, this is it. I mean, this is the one and uh you you beat Oklahoma State this week. you go four and with a road trip at Kansas next on the schedule, which you know nothing against Kansas, but that's you know almost as confident as you can be going into a game. I was just staring at five and entering November or you know this, so this is a this is a critical critical game win this and um you know you can start looking at hotel rooms in Arlington in my opinion,
0: yeah. I guess Bloom I didn't even realize that Kansas was the next game
1: right right yes I mean it's it's beat Oklahoma State KU's, That's on, uh, on Halloween next Saturday right So on Halloween
0: night it's or day we will we'll
1: figure out when that time is today but it's this is great this is fun stuff and this is the crazy thing Iowa State while ranked c dub has still not won a game against another ranked team on the road they've never won again
0: in the history of the program
1: history of Iowa State Iowa State as a ranked team has never defeated another ranked team on the road wow now they've won they beat TCU at home you know both were ranked a couple of years ago in 17 That still haven't that's that next step of you're on the road you're a ranked team go beat another ranked team and uh, we'll see if they can do it
0: well um I I'm looking forward to it 230 kick we're gonna do um, some special type stuff here uh, for you guys. Not, I mean, we're not gonna overdo it, but I think I might extend our pregame a little bit. The video Stansbury is actually going to be down there. Uh, we're sending him and Jacqueline Cordova down there to cover this for us. Cool little um, sponsorship deal. Uh, we're just, uh, have you ever heard of LandJet? Uh, I I have. I know you have because you connected me with. The I guy. did. Yeah. This is a. They, they got these cool. They're kind of like motorhomes but right. they're made for like business. Correct. And you know, I'm kind of like learning about it, but we're um, sending Stansbury and Jacqueline down in a Land Jet. Guy uh, Sean who owns the company is a huge Iowa State fan, huge Cyclone fanatic and so we're sending them down on Friday and then like literally after the game Jacqueline and Jared will just be cruising into the back of this Land Jet working it's a pretty sweet deal it's
1: basically if you would if a, if a limo and a motor hand motor home yeah. would have a child
0: yeah it's a good that's a good point yeah
1: and uh but it's got wi-fi it's good there's tvs there's conference tables in there i mean really the point is if you don't want to travel via air you know, for cost or otherwise, you can hop in one of these things and it's basically the same thing. You can work while you drive.
0: It's, it's amazing. It's a really cool company. Yeah. Check them out at Landjet.com. But so we're going to have coverage down there. We'll probably do, I think I'm going to extend the pregame show. So stay tuned to our social media feed just a little bit um, and, and get Stansbury involved a little bit so we can be on the ground there in Stillwater. But yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like, and I'm going to have this talk with our staff today, but like it, this is Major opportunity knocking for Iowa State. They're a three-and-a-half-point underdog. We learned that on Sunday. Uh, I, I'm going to stay with my opinion on Iowa State since before the season. I, I I think that their resume is significantly better than Oklahoma State's right now. I think Iowa State right now, in my opinion on paper, yeah. is the better football team. Um, will they win? I don't know. I think Oklahoma state has gotten better by the week. Every time they've gone out there, they've had a couple of weeks off now because of the COVID interruption with Baylor. So it's hard telling what Mike Gundy's going to roll out. will it be Spencer Sanders. will it be the other guy. But I, I think on paper, I think Iowa state's a better football team right now based off of who they have beaten and how they've looked recently.
1: For sure. And I mean that, that field goal line is basically a coin flip. Yes. Basically. I mean, that's what they're saying It's like, we don't really know. Um, I think you're right. So the the strange thing with Oklahoma State this year is that they lead they lead the country in defense right now in yards per play. How about that, Oklahoma State? It's you, wild. Which you would never envision that. However, but they, they've played Tulsa, Kansas in, in a really ugly game. Kansas and West Virginia. And Kansas West Virginia. You watched some of that game Saturday. Yeah. That was uh,
0: to be honest. Like I don't think there's not many people who are bigger Big Twelve shills than me. That was bad football. It was really
1: bad. They, both of those offenses are just not. So, point is, Oklahoma State has some good numbers. the The data looks good on them on the defensive side, but they haven't faced an offense of Iowa State's caliber, and they've had three weeks off. Like, there's a lot of uncertainty around what Oklahoma State's bringing to the table, and Iowa State has a couple of really nice wins and the the road win at TCU. And Oklahoma, and then this complete domination of Texas Tech. Like we know, I have I have, I know more about Iowa State at this point than I do Oklahoma State. You can look at the ranking, and Oklahoma State is six, and you go, "Oh man, those guys must be good." I'm not I'm not totally sure yet. I think they're a very capable team. Don't get me wrong; they should be in this Big Twelve conversation.
0: But I think they're capable uh, of running the table if they can get their offense really quick.
1: Here, here's what I say too: if if Oklahoma State goes on the road to TCU or has Oklahoma at home, I think Oklahoma's definitely favored against them, and I bet it'd be a toss-up at TCU. I mean, this is the point. Like, I think Oklahoma State's in that conversation. I don't think there's a whole lot different, though, between them, Oklahoma, Iowa State at this point.
0: No, I don't either. Uh, some other interesting... Uh, it, it'll be a good weekend for Big 12 football. Oklahoma is on the road at TCU. Yeah, it's, that's enough, that game matters. It's very much so. Yep. <sighs> Where was the line in that Uh, Oklahoma favored by seven? I would take a touchdown and TCU in that game in a heartbeat. 11, seven or seven.
1: Yeah, I would. I I do think Oklahoma, you know, is just going to start as they get this figured out. They're going to be dangerous, but yeah, I think I would lean the same way.
0: And then Texas Baylor. This is another one where I'm pretty. Is that game going to happen? Texas minus 10? Like I would pound Texas.
1: Yeah, I think so. Actually, their numbers still look okay. It's just their. Couple,
0: I would pound. I would.
1: I think I would do the same thing.
0: Texas in that. In Where's fact, that? I'm probably gonna do that today. Where's that at? That is in Austin. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Let's hope that game
0: happens. I don't today. think Baylor. Uh, so I watched their game with West Virginia a couple weeks ago. That.
1: Yeah. They again not the offenses right now in the Big Twelve aren't uh, aren't electric outside of. Um, the handful we know about
0: Iowa state TCU can be Texas can be Oklahoma, Oklahoma. For sure. and then I mean I think Oklahoma state will
1: eventually yeah we got to figure out again is it going to be Sanders is it going to be Illingworth they Gundy said last week that they split reps in practice so I think Sanders is going to be available for sure do they do they want to play him
0: I would rather have the other guy play I think so I just never I I'm never a um if you can give me a pocket passer compared to a dual threat guy against yeah. that Iowa State dime stack I'm always going to take the pocket passer. Yep, I agree. All right, um that's that's what's going on this weekend. Are you uh, we got the Big 10 coming back. You guys know that's going to be a big storyline all week. Um yeah, that's really all I have on college football for you today, Bloom. I'm kind of just starting to to get in a get in a groove on um on um, what's coming up iowa state uh injuries we don't really know anything more for our premium subscribers if you guys um on the on the premium board and on the patreon i'm gonna have a football recruiting column for you guys that will be coming up later on today again uh, if you want that exclusive content you can always subscribe via patreon or or the premium, but yeah, that's that's really all I got. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, Bama. I enjoyed the uh, Florida State yeah, North Carolina game. I, I Norvell's a hell of a coach, man. I, I'm a huge fan of that guy. He that Florida State team, they were so bad a month ago. It's a little bit like what Campbell's done, like yeah. in the sense of like if you look at Iowa State against Louisiana and what they are now. But like Norvell in his first year, they were terrible. That Georgia Tech, Florida State, that first game of the yeah. year was one of the worst games I've ever watched.
1: Right, and look at Georgia Tech now,
0: yeah. this week. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, craziest stat of the weekend, um, and keep losing Minnesota Vikings, Clemson had 52 points at halftime against them, and they had two turnovers.
1: Clemson had two turnovers? Mm-hmm. They still had 50? Jeez, I I watched
0: none of that game. Neither did I. I Just I read that stat. That's
1: that's wild. Yeah, it's it appears to me that Clemson is even head and shoulders above Alabama. Alabama was impressive though against Georgia.
0: Yeah, that that quarterback's really good. Yeah. What about What about our Cougars? Yeah, yeah. Friday night, he's
1: uh, old Mister Wilson is uh, entering the Heisman conversation. Do you know his his best receiver? I'm sure there's a relation here. His name is Gunnar Romney. Really? I think it's. I mean,
0: it's got to be related it's, it's to. It's got be related to Mormon Mitts, uh, BYU, right. I mean, all that
1: stuff. Put two and two together, but they're yeah, BYU's kind of uh, flashing all of a sudden. It makes you wonder. And I don't want to do this, but I'm going to. Louisiana loses to Coastal last week. Yeah. Uh, Great game, by the way. It was. If Iowa State's undefeated at this point, you know where are they ranked? And probably top five probably you know sneaking around a little bit there um
0: i mean oklahoma state's six right and look who they've
1: beaten so we would be ahead it, of them it, again it in Bree hall mentioned other guys have as well they needed that game to get to here and it sets up man this is this is what it's all about there will be fans still water i think it's like 20 25 percent but somehow you get a win saturday and it's it it has to rank honestly in a regular season game as a probably a Top five, top ten win in program history for sure.
0: Yeah, I would think so. I don't think we can build this up too much. No, I No, mean, I,
1: I completely agree. And but the good thing is, if it doesn't go your way, you're you're not. You're done.
0: in good position based off of the wins that you have.
1: Unlike that Texas game two years ago, where it was almost mm-hmm. a must win for Iowa State to be in that, it was it was a must win to stay in the the Big Twelve race for the most part. Um, this one really isn't because you're still in good shape. Should you lose, however, I. I think Iowa State's got a great chance here. I do uh, too. It's disappointing game day. Although I'm not I'm not crushed about it, that Game Day decides to go to f- Minneapolis for uh yeah. Minnesota and Wisconsin.
0: You know, Brent, I didn't even realize that was a thing until all the Iowa State fans started bitching about. That Game
1: it. Day was even on location.
0: <laughs> well, I no, I knew that they had been going around, but no. I, I I guess I hadn't even thought that it would they would be been. in Stillwater. Now I it makes sense why they Could have been, but I, I'm telling you guys, like if you look at college football, like just sports ratings from around the country during this pandemic and they're, everyone's down. College football is just being pelted right now by, um, and and here's why I was reading a lot about this. Um, this doesn't have anything to do with the ratings, but more with like the revenue. Um, people aren't spending money on it because of the uncertainty, like, let's say MasterCard wants to be the presenting sponsor for the um, George Alabama game yeah. on CBS. And then Nick Saban gets a COVID positive on when, you know what I sure. mean? They're scared to put money into the product right now. And then you've taken out all these giant markets. College football is a regional sport. Anyways, I'm saying from a television standpoint, it makes sense for the big 10 to get a game. Yeah. Day. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, I- I get it, like, which game is more important right now? No question, the game in Stillwater, but TV-wise, I understand.
1: At this point, you know, it it was enjoyable to, you know, chuckle at the Big Ten for a couple of months there, but I am glad the Big Ten is coming back because I think it legitimizes this season. And the last thing, that, as an Iowa State fan, if you have a, a super memorable season, you go... 8-2, 9-1, Eight and two, nine and one, whatever in the regular season, get to an awesome bowl game. The last thing you want, I know most people probably don't care, but the last thing that I would want is somebody say, "Well, only half the conferences were playing, so does did that season even matter?" I'm with you. I mean, let's get everybody involved. Totally. Iowa State wins Saturday. Everyone's in that poll again. <laughs> like you can't make fun of it. Like all oh, these teams are ranked when they
0: shouldn't be. Maybe we'll have participated. a participated Cyhawk bowl game this so year. So
1: let's, yeah, I mean, let's let's roll. I. I this is why. I'm glad this season is happening because I think it allows, even if in this weird context, if I was can have this special season and it's trending in a good direction, you can't take that away now because it was 2020 and it was weird. Like This Correct. season is happening regardless, and it will matter for future years that are normal because this thing is legitimate on the field. Maybe not off the field, but on the field, these teams... College football is what it is.
0: Very well said. Uh, all right, let's take a minute to thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Uh, GravitateCoworking.com, where the we've talked about this before. Um, there's a lot of people bloom. Do
1: you see the thread on uh, Fanatic?
0: I did, yeah. yeah. Folks are uh, starting to take notice here, which this is fantastic. Uh, Jeff Wood is a good friend of mine in Bloom's. Uh, he owns Gravitate Co-working with locations. They've got a new one coming up in Jefferson, which is awesome. Uh, Gravitate Downtown, which is down there on Locust Street, and then Gravitate Midtown, which is over on University Avenue in Windsor Heights. But people are blown, People are losing their minds being at home. Yeah, you can go to these places and you can actually see other real humans. You can drink their coffee. They got beer. I'm not saying, like, and by the way, since we're recording on a Monday, we're not drinking Cody (laughs) Road bourbon today. Just in case anybody was curious, we.
1: I had somebody ask, like, do you guys really have bourbons? Yeah. yeah, No, we we do. We absolutely do. Not not today. It's a coffee morning. But if you go
0: to gravitatecoworking.com slash visit, you can actually schedule a tour and they'll show you a tour of all the great things that they have. Uh you're supporting a great Iowa Stater here as well and, and Jeff Woods. So all these people working from home now. Uh but I you know, this is this has not been great for their business, the pandemic. But I actually think on the other end I Bloom, I don't think a lot of people are gonna be going back to the office. I think a lot of people have been super productive during all this and like we're I mean, I guess I wouldn't want to be in commercial real estate right now as the, yeah, I
1: mean, you know what I mean? No, the, for sure. I think a it's, thing
0: like this can be huge in the future.
1: It's well, and then like we've mentioned before that this a place like this allows you to work for, let's say a company out of state, but still have an office in yeah. Des Moines. I mean, I think yeah. you're going to see more of that ability to be mobile without having to
0: relocate. Franklin Barbershop. I need to get in there. You go to Franklin Barbershop. I went Friday. Oh, you did go on Friday. I went Friday. and nice. uh,
1: So I'm sitting there. I, uh, Chuck, Chuck took care of me. Oh,
0: you went to Chuck this time, yep. huh? Yeah.
1: Ryan got married, so Ryan was out. Okay. Um, but, uh, Man,
0: I feel sorry for that gal.
1: This was the cool, <laughs> the Just right? kidding. I like yeah. Ryan. Um, so I, I'm, you know, in the middle of the haircut, and, uh, another fanatic comes and sits next oh, to me. Oh, wow. Had a CF mask and the whole thing. Very cool. So I
0: was like, right on, buddy. This is, uh, a great, I just, I went to franklinbarbershop.com. The first, um, review says you can't go wrong with any of these dreamy fellas
1: <laughs> it, uh, enjoy always enjoyable but not, it's cool to see another uh Cyclone fanatic guy sit right next to me
0: not only will they improve your look but also your obscure movie and music knowledge and prices right skills <laughs> fantastic yeah give them a shout out there down there uh 2701 beaver avenue in des moines the Franklin Barbershop. Please tell all of our sponsors that you heard about them here on the Cyclone Fanatic uh, podcast. Um, the Dan McCartney interview. We, we've we've had a couple interviews in the last month that have gotten as much response as I've ever seen. From anything from Pollard just going off. Right. Just, you know, just coming on here and just dropping knowledge to Dan McCarney uh, getting choked up multiple times and just, I I mean, did you know that he, he didn't, he was a wrestler for Dan Gable? No. Nope, no idea. There's so much stuff that I was like, wow, Mac, why didn't you tell me that 20 years ago?
1: It was so cool. And then, you know, the highlight for me was then after the fact of hearing from former players Yes. who were like, hey, really appreciate you guys doing that. It's like, no, I we appreciate, Mac doing it and you, yeah. you guys listening because we just asked the questions. Was Mac not, was
0: the one putting on the show. It man. was
1: not hard on our end at all. But it, it again, it comes down. I haven't met one person who doesn't enjoy that guy. Like nobody has a bad word to say about Mac, and you can see why with that level of enthusiasm and energy. And still at his age, um yeah, just just awesome. So uh, just a highlight.
0: This is. This is a better for you with your historical perspective on Iowa State athletics. Um, but I, I was thinking about this over the weekend, just reading all the response. And uh, are we at a point? I don't think we're there yet, but will we get to the point, Bloom, where Dan McCartney is remembered for Iowa State football like Johnny Orr for the basketball? Fair point. Um, there's a difference in how they got there I yeah, understand no, like I, Johnny yeah. chose Iowa State and all that but what I'm talking about is a personality the constant um building right the S- similar in the, what they did yes and that's
1: interesting I would think so yeah um I don't think we're there yet I mean Johnny but, I mean can you could argue Johnny had more success than Dan uh but similar in that. If you just look at pure win loss record, neither's gonna like jump off the page and go, "Wow, those guys must have been
0: incredible." Yeah, it's not like Johnny was winning like Big Twelve titles nope. and stuff. Nope, Big, yeah, eight, big
1: eight. Excuse me. Um, that's interesting. I, that's the, this is the crazy thing with Mac is, and I thought I'm glad we were able to tell the story because if if you're 20 years old right now, you don't remember Mac, which is weird, but you wouldn't. I mean, this is how old we're getting. If you're in college right now and you're, you 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 see his win-loss record and you go, well, th- those look like a couple okay years, but what's the big deal with Dan McCartney? But to listen to him tell the story of where he inherited the program where there's mouses in the middle of the uh, locker room slash office space to where he it, brought would it, it. Would it be mice? Mice, probably. Just yeah, here, thank you. It's Monday morning. What is language? What is vocabulary? No, I just, no, I appreciate it. Um, no, it's just the, the growth that he had, as in, and where he brought Iowa State is is just remarkable. So, yeah, I like that. I like that comparison. Cheetah. Uh,
0: I uh, mice. <laughs> I um. Mouse. I got a text from Jacqueline, who she's what twenty four. Yeah, I, I don't even know. She's yeah. probably Whatever. She is, she's probably gonna get mad because I didn't know her age. Um but this is a human being who doesn't know what Dama means to Iowa State. She listens to this podcast and says that she um uh I, I wanna read it to you. Um well, basically she goes, I didn't grow up a cyclone. I didn't even honestly think about college, let alone college football. Things like this are really cool to me. I am as fresh of eyes and fan as it can get TBH, LOL. <laughs> um, but she goes, I didn't even process college football until I was 15. And um, what she's saying is like, I, I didn't know that this man, she, and, yeah. and, you know, and Jacqueline works day to day with us here at Cyclone Fanatic. She's an employee now. Like she's not just our intern. Yep. And somebody like that had no clue who this man was. And I hope that there's a lot of other people like Jacqueline out there. And she also said, and I, and I had to give her a, a schooling on this. So she was trying to do some poll quotes for graphics on social media. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I couldn't because the. The sentences and paragraphs were all too long. I'm like, yeah, try transcribing all those Monday <laughs> press conferences right. for 11 oh, years. Oh, man. Jiminy Christmas. Days. Because Mac and Paul Rhodes did this too. Neither of them talk in sentences. Right.
1: They're they just, do, it's just run one run
0: on words. One run on sentence after another. Yeah. That's funny. And it's, I mean, Mac just, uh, he brought it and, uh, that was cool to me, though, that Jacqueline reached out to me and like she's Jacqueline's cloned to the bone. Yeah, sure, was, she had heard of J- Dan McCarney. Sure, but or you she, read about it, man, or you, she had no clue who this guy was. That was
1: he. He stepped down fourteen years ago, and so think about it, if you're her age. You, I mean, you're not thinking about Dan McCarney when you're ten, I, and that's why I'm glad we can bring some of these stories. And I, I, I had to laugh somebody on the forum is like you guys talked about the modern age of highway state yeah. football and you guys don't even I mean that's incorrect it's like well modern it's yep. a it's a it's a loose definition this isn't this isn't a you know textbook that, oh the the modern age of college football starts in 1978 like for us this is what we remember that's why yeah. and it's probably
0: the reason I said it though and, and this is why I tabbed it in, 2000 is the start and not, like, the start of the McCartney era. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, because I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. The, the reason I go, like, with 2000-ish, and maybe I should back it up even a little to closer to the Jamie Pollard era, but it's like, when did Iowa State start taking football seriously? Yeah. Which, and- which can be... But like I, I mean, I don't know. Like I, like I look back and like in two thousand, and I felt like the ball started to kind of roll when the indoor facility, you know, became sure. a thing. And I, I don't know. Like to me, like Whitfer and Seneca and those guys were kind of the start of like the new era of Cyclone football, where where bowl games weren't just. Like something you get to do every ten years.
1: This is the hard part and we that we will always struggle with if you're sixty yes. years old plus listening to this is Iowa State was extremely relevant in the seventies in football. No question about Which it. Which we weren't there for. In fact, they were competitive. They were the program in the state. I mean, Iowa did not want to play Iowa State because I really the series went on hold forever. Yes. Because Iowa was honestly not very good and Iowa State was the better program. Something happened. You know, you go Johnny Majors, Earl Bruce, and then the support administratively for Iowa State stopped for athletics and football. And it allowed this thriving program that was in the top twenty five for three years in a row, 76, 77, 78. I mean that's where I get. It. So well that well you guys are forgetting about that as the modern age. Well, fair. However, after Earl Bruce leaves Iowa State basically let its football program go dormant. And it was sad because there was 15 years there where there was nothing, literally nothing. And it coincided with the rise of Hayden Fry. honestly. I mean, there is a direct correlation there. Dan gets back and he told the story well of, we were embarrassed by this, of where Iowa State had fallen to. We had to do something. So, yeah, you can talk about, you know, where did that pick up again? Was it when they hired Dan? I mean, but Gene Smith and Dan really invested in their program at that point Chris Dan had to go door to door basically to raise money to get a grass surface at Jack Trice Stadium like this is where fundraising was at at Iowa State in 95 and 96 like there was little to no support at all and so they really had to work to get it to this point so I mean I think it is a it's a moving conversation uh you know where did it start but I I, I absolutely agree with you the new era of when Bowl games were a thing. You have to start in two thousand because that was the first bowl game in twenty two years.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I'm glad that you and I agree on that. Like I, I think most people understood that. I I do understand if you're an older fan why you would listen yeah. to us, and be, but like you've got to think more broadly here. The unfortunately, the majority of Iowa State's fan base is not in its sixties. Correct. It's actually younger. I don't know if I'd say younger than us, but I mean. When you look at graduation, and you're way better at this than me because of your day job, it's a very young fan base, in my opinion. It is.
1: It is. It, it, you think about when, uh, you know, in 95, when Dan got to Iowa State, enrollment for Iowa State was twenty two, twenty three thousand 23,000 students. Now, at its peak, two years ago, Iowa State got up to 36,500. Wow. It's dropped a little bit because of, I mean, there's various circumstances, the pandemic included. Now we're closer to 33, 33, five right now. But I don't think there, I think you can make that, you know, when Iowa state becomes relevant in football, they're on national TV more. That opens some more doors to students go, Oh, what is this? What is Iowa state all about? Basketball success included. Like I think there is an absolute parallel between the new era of Iowa state football and the growth of Iowa State University. I absolutely think that's a connection.
0: Good stuff. Uh, if you guys haven't heard it yet, go check it out. I know, that, man, the, the numbers on that I haven't even I, looked, but they've got to be insane. And Dan's
1: in the Hall of Fame. I think it's – I hope there's – I mean, I always laugh, though. She should get a statue thing. But, I mean, I think hopefully there's something more down the road of – Totally Including – Dan in some capacity, you know, recognition-wise around Jack Trey Stadium. I don't know what you can do. The Hall of Fame is a huge honor. I understand that. But if there's something they could include Dan because that stadium isn't what it is without him, uh, and obviously football isn't what it is without him, and I'm glad that Matt is involving Dan more and more, you know, when he wants to. But I would hate, you know, Dan's in good health now. I mean, I, I hope we can recognize him, and I'm glad we could do that for this reason, of of getting him back more up to Ames and around that football program, and honor him in some regard.
0: Well said, uh, Johnny's is perfect for Johnny Orr. Yes, like so. Let's
1: find something. Yeah, there's something there, and who, maybe maybe they've asked. I don't. Maybe there's been conversations ongoing with that, but um, that's a name that I I hope is always forever associated with with Iowa State, because as he said, that was his that was his life's work that he invested at in Iowa State
0: for 12 years. Well, he seems very willing to um to to be around Iowa State and to kind of be that um kind of grandfather of the right. program. There you go. Is yep. how I would describe it. And I I know that as long as Matt Campbell's there that that's going to be a thing because um Matt's even I mean it, the the stories that Dan told to us but Matt's even spoken to me in private. I know just like how much he um you know wants to build upon that so well bloom uh when do you when are you going to still water still figuring it out friday i don't know
1: what method yet so we're gonna figure that out jump
0: on the land jet if i
1: I need to i'm gonna hop in that land jet that thing
0: plenty of room cool
1: and i talked to sean about it he said it's basically you you're cut off from the driver um it's like a you know like a limo in this capacity and so he's like hey it's legal if you want to enjoy a couple victory beverages on the way back. Well, yeah, not, not suggesting that to Jared and Jackie,
0: but do you actually think Jared won't <laughs> <laughs> like, i even if we told him like, Hey, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm not worried about Jacqueline; when she's responsible.
1: It's uh was a seven and a half hours to still water.
0: It's not bad. Not bad. It's really not a bad drive. Like I, I it's, I don't know. I was probably gonna send Jared regardless because I just think we need to be there if Iowa State's playing I mean, for big he, twelve titles. He but. should he should thank you for arranging this land jet. Well, you should tell him that. This thing uh yeah. Um anyways, well if you need a ride We've got the transportation Perfect. hooked up. I'll let you know. You're welcome to just uh, hop on in. But, yeah, so you come back Saturday or are you coming back Sunday? Uh, Saturday. Saturday, all right. Well, it'll be a, a long day on Saturday, but hopefully a fun one. Um, hopefully, I think it will be. I need to do more scouting on Oklahoma State, but I, I – I mean, they haven't played in three weeks. I, it's really hard to like, get a read on that. I really like Iowa State this year, man. This is a good football team. Get to work, Bloom. Thanks, pal. He's Brent Bloom. My name's Chris Williams, and uh, we'll be back next Sunday night. Later.